frontier. Pedro Mendes! That is just brilliant! Benfica is racing back to provide the cover. Here's Ali McQuaid. Oh, he's done it! Ali McQuaid from Rangers. Is there going to be a twist in the tail? Lovacrans! Yes, there is! But Albert gets it through! is Rangers Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com Welcome once again to Rangers Daft, your weekly look from football daft at everything that is Rangers. I am joined, as always, by Mr Stephen Purden. We are missing our third musketeer, however. Um, Grado can't be with us. New baby, panto rehearsals, radio shows, games master. He's all over the place at the moment. I apart for here. Apart from here? Apart from here. <laughs> so, um, no, he's been busy, he's been busy. He is, he's a busy lad. It's not just because of the result yesterday, we promise. Uh, we've reached across, however, the podcasting world, and we've reached out to a fellow podcaster. The boys from Four Lads Had a Dream. It's Stevie Clifford. How are you doing, Stevie? Hey, do John, Stephen. How are we all? Not bad, mate, not bad. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Just wish it was a wee bit more happier. Well, like, oh. let's start with the happy. I think you should Aye. start with the happy because, you know, Stephen, I know we should probably be changing this from Rangers Daft to Rangers Angry this week with the messages you've been sending. But let's let's start off with the happy. Let's look at the... Let's take that pint glass and look like it's half full, right? And let's mm-hmm. start off with uh, Giovanni Van Brokers because we've not spoke on this podcast in a couple of weeks because of international break. Well, obviously, we've talked about it on Football Daft, but... He was unveiled um, to the, the press and the media today uh, at Ibrox. You're a happy man, Stephen, aren't you? No, which Stephen are we talking to? You're Stephen, things. you're Stevie. We'll go with Stephen and Stevie, right? Right, cool. right okay, right. I'm, I, it makes me, obviously, Stevie will be able to tell us a bit more. I've not seen the presser yet because I'm just literally in the door 10 minutes, so I've not really seen I'm going to watch it tonight. We have a cup of tea. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy he's there. Uh, it was the obvious, it was the outstanding candidate when I seen who was names getting bandied about. And obviously, yesterday wasn't the ideal, but the positive thing you can take for yesterday probably is that uh, Gio seen it firsthand. He was there. Uh, I'm sure he will have his own perceptions of some of the players and he'll have a lot of questions to ask the players because there is a hell of a lot of questions there to ask them. But he's seen it there. If things are to be believed that certain players are saying the, the hunger's no there and that then it makes Gio's life a little bit easier just to go right if you're Remy you're Remy if you're no what to be Remy there's the door but Stevie will be able to say tell us more what he was saying because as I say I've not really seen the presser yeah, You were at the press conference Stevie what kind of questions were being asked of him? Well they were they were straight into it first of all he looks apart he looks every bit the part he, he's got the Certain managers have an aura. He's got that. You immediately can feel it. He's, he's got a funny side to him. But a couple of times, in which I'll, I'll speak about in a wee second, he went straight into the authoritative mode when he had to answer certain questions, which I liked about him. Um, he's definitely got a, a sternness about him, which I think we're going to need. There was no punches pulled. Um, they got straight into asking him about Conor Goldson's comments, asking about his football philosophies, 
asking him what he's going to do with the squad, asking him about Alfredo Morelos, all the burning questions that we really want answered, he asked and he, he, he was asked and he answered all of them pretty well. Something that Stephen says there, uh, he, he made reference to, you're either with him or you're not, and he expects everybody to be with him. And if you're not with him, you'll very quickly find out what it's like not to be with him, which was in response to Connor Goldson's comments of him saying that some players had lost their hunger and what he would do about it. He changed. He very visibly changed in how he was, his demeanour, and he went quite stern, very much like Dick Advocat used to do when he was um, talking to press and, and he was on. It was just, it was refreshing. I know it's only words, I know it's only a press conference, but it gave me a wee bit of, of feeling straight away that this guy... He's going to be good in, in terms of not being a pushover, which is perhaps what some people maybe not known him and known the type of player he was. Mm-hmm. He spoke really well on, on that. He, he spoke about um, his football philosophies. Um, he, he wants players working hard. If they're not working hard, they won't be in the team. He likes working with talent, with prospects. So the doors open for youth to come through. That's something that he really likes to do. He referenced back to his own career when he was seven and, and built all the way up from Feyenoord. So he knows what it's like in, in the academy kind of Rangers, um, Rangers Academy set up and who's there to come through. So he, he spoke very well on, on the, the big things. Ross Wilson was asked about transfers, um, categorically told uh, the media that there is no obligation to sell. There is no obligation to raise funds. If Giovanni goes to the board with a proposition, or a player or a transfer that he likes, then they'll discuss it as they would anybody else. There's no um, remit for him to sell or to shorten the squad, or it's not um, being divulged to him that he, he needs to do it as a priority. So there were things that I wanted to hear that were, there were the positive things. He basically said he spoke about the, the players and the message that he will give them, but he quite firmly told the media that, he will look every single one of them in the eye and tell them first before he tells anybody else. So I think that reading between the lines, I don't think he would have been happy with what was said yesterday. No. Uh, in terms of Conor Goldson's comments. Now, we can we can look at it and say he was right to be candid. Sometimes things have to be said. My own opinion on it is some things are best in the dressing room. And that, for me, was best in the dressing room. I know what he's trying to say. I understand his point. But for me, I think that gets kept in there. And, and just watching it today, it'd be interesting to see what you think of it later as well. But for me, I kind of thought, and, and the perception I, that came across was that he, he was very firmly going to speak about that and act on that, which is good. But my first impressions were, were really positive. I know it's only words, I know it's only a press conference and things, but he looked every inch of the part. And I'm really looking forward to, um, especially his philosophy is getting the ball down four two three one. I think suits us. He mentioned that's how he likes to play. He mm-hmm. likes options. He, he taught. He never said plan B, but he, he said he liked to be flexible in, in the team to be able to handle lots of situations on the park as well. So he, he speaks very well. He's, he's got a good idea, and uh, of course, Stephen, you'll know the, the story. Roy Mackay was there as well, who is is a big, a big, you know, fantastic striker. Nice. Uh, Everybody's favourite champ man hero. So <laughs> I was delighted to see uh, Roy Mackay there as well. And he'll be a good appointment. We're looking to add to the managerial. He said that. That was one big point he made. Uh, we're looking to add to the backroom staff. Obviously, there mm-hmm. isn't an assistant yet. And the next appointment will be European. 
Yeah, yeah I, 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 I read that. that. So Roy McKay's coming as first team coach. Uh, performance analysis, Yori Boshart's coming in, fitness coach, Ammo Phillips, all coming in uh, to Rangers today. Um, I want to talk, I want, we'll talk about the Goldson comments when we get into the Hibs game a bit later on. Uh, spoiler alert, Stevie, I'll just read out some of the quotes from uh, Van Bronckhorst from the press conference. He says, I like players to work hard, to show me and show the club they w- want to play. Uh, it's a new beginning for them. I'm a coach who will give confidence to everyone who is working. I've been brought up as a player to go maximum in every competition you're in. I'm a coach who is very strict. I like discipline. I like an attacking style of football. I'm brought up in Holland, so we all know the 4-3-3 system. I'm fond of that as a starting point, but in modern football, it's more about the dynamic, and that is the most important thing to work for on day one. Interesting. It's interesting, Stevie, you mentioned Dick Advocate there. See, just reading that out, I'm hearing a lot of Advocate coming through in that, you know? Well, he would have been a big influence on him. Yeah. Um, it's, he's, he's worked with him, obviously. Um, he was asked about old firm games, which was it's an obvious go-to question, but he was very quick to say, I played Feyenoord Ajax, I played Barcelona Real Madrid, I played in World Cup finals. This is a guy that can match. He can go to the players and say, well, here's my medals. I'm a Champions League winner. I'm an English uh, Premier League winner, etc., etc." He can do that yeah. and gain ultimate respect, as can Roy Mackay. But I'll tell you something, boys, you, you'll laugh at this. And uh, I know we like to have a laugh on this show, but I was so nervous. The Blue Room, 17th manager, right? And I had a list of questions because last time I'd done a press conference with Stephen, que- with Stephen Gerrard, I accidentally repeated a question and he was a wee bit, he was a wee bit grumpy with me, right? So I had, I had eight questions written down and I was like, that's been asked, that's been asked, that's been asked. By the time it came to me, I was about 10 in. And all my questions were gone. I didn't want to ask him something, so I took the easy route and asked um, Stuart Robertson about the process the club had went through and and the kind of management side of it, which was quite an interesting answer. But I didn't want to be the guy that repeated the question again. <laughs> yeah. but I would never be. I wouldn't be invited back. So, but I tell you, it was that blue room, Ibrox. It's a phenomenal um, kind of atmosphere and, and position. He spoke about sitting there 23 years ago when he signed. And you think about everybody that's been in that room, loud drops of gas coins, everybody Aye. in that room. It's just it was it was a, a real experience, definitely. Um, and I'm still I'm still flying from it. So that's what I, I keep thinking. Like I keep I, I'm thinking about that as well. When I remember when he signed for Rangers, and I, I seen him talking the other day, and he's talking about when he played. Remember they played against Shelburne, yeah. and it was we were three 0 down, and we won five three. I think that was Advocate's first game. Am I right in saying that, Stevie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And I'm just looking, gone. that guy, where he went, everything you just said there, like when you think him coming in, he wasn't exactly a household name, but when you seen him, you thought, this guy's class. And when you see the journey he has went on as a player and then as a manager, and obviously he's coming in as a manager, didn't have the happiest of times in China, but the job he done at Feyenoord, is amazing against your PSVs, your Ajaxes. So you're going, this guy, he 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 is a coup for us. That is a what a replacement that is for somebody, the stature of Gerard to go right. This guy's coming in. He has been he's got, he's got a better football and CV than Gerard. Aye, you, look at, aye, you look at what he's won, he's got a better football and CV than Gerard. Aye, aye, definitely. So I mean it's I'm 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 excited. as I say, I've just got a bit of a I'm stalking a knee jerk the new reaction to what happened yesterday and all that and I don't know. It's, it's, it's a it's a bittersweet thing for me. Then I'm still raging about yesterday, but obviously excited a wee bit as well 
about Thursday, and I think when I watch the presser later on as well, I'll start getting pumped for Thursday. Do you know what I mean? Going I mean, it's been really impressive from Rangers and I guess Ross Wilson how quickly they've managed to to get this deal aye, done aye. and get them in place. Aye, um, aye, when, aye. when you look at you know Celtic's recruitment, um, when they, they, you know how and Postecoglou eventually coming in, but mm. it has obviously. I mean, there has been hints that Gerard was on his way earlier than we, we thought he was. You know, than it was announced. So you, the the plan has been placed. Stevie was. I know it was Stephen's um, first choice as manager. Was he? Was he your first choice as well that you wanted in? Well, when it when it first um, all came about and it very quickly became apparent, Stephen actually texts me and says, "You know, is it true? Is it?" I said, "Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like he's going." And uh, what do we do next? And I really don't know. I'm not as as kind of. It's not ten years ago. I'm, I'm I'm a dad now. I've got kids. I don't I have, know the I, feeling I, yet. <laughs> I didn't have a clue who was available. Um, but very quickly when Van Bronckhurst became available, you looked at Lampard and things like that, and the names really um, encouraged me because we were no longer back when Gerard first came in. Some of the names were not where we should be, in my opinion. But the yeah. names this time round and the people that were, were after the job to me um, were mm-hmm. really good high category. But Giovanni for me was was first choice. I think he fits perfectly. He knows the club. He he knows the philosophies and where he wants to play are more or less in line with where we are now, meaning the transition should be kind of smooth. Although he'll want to implement his own ideas, it shouldn't be too different formation-wise. It's not like you're going from 3-5-2 to... 442, yeah, yeah. etc. So it's it's very similar. He, he's got a good ideas. Got to remember, he spent a year working under Pep Guardiola, and they wanted him yeah. to stay at Man City as well. So he's got pedigree, and he's got the education as well. I believe to to go and implement himself in in, in the Rangers job. Interesting point as well that was made today, and something that kind of squashes the somewhat sensational headlines today is he didn't get clearance. And his job work permit wasn't cleared until early this morning. So right. he, could, he could have got involved yesterday, even if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Which he, which he, when he was asked about the press conference, Ross Wilson very quickly said it wasn't a case of him not wanting to. Um, it was a case of legally, SFA wise, etc. He wasn't able to. So that stops that becoming any issues or people questioning why he, he, he just yeah. couldn't. But he starts from afresh. He spoke with James Tavernier this morning. Had a really good meeting with him, and he meet the players tomorrow, uh, which he basically spelled out. He's got a lot of things he wants to say to them, but he'll say to them he wants to say it eye to eye. That was his words. So I think that it's very much a case of, and what he said being, you're either with him, or your future is away from Rangers. So he expects everybody to be with him. It's going to be a culture shock for a few of them, I think. Yeah. Um, I think a few of them have got lazy. Was that that's what they needed? I'm guessing that's what you guys yeah, are so. trying out for, isn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. You see, you see some. Not even yesterday. Like forgetting all of that, I'll get to it, John. I'll, yeah, get we'll, we'll, we'll I'll, get. To I'll, we'll I'll get. Do I, I, I cut your grass early, John? Sorry. <laughs> um, so Van Bronckers in place now. Everybody's happy. At Ibrox. Six weeks. He's got pretty much to to work out what he needs to do with that squad. It's not a lot of time when you look at it. But if he's wanting to line up transfers. He's going to have to do a lot of work in that six weeks to work out who he wants to keep in that squad, who he wants to ship. I don't think you're going to see wholesale changes, do you think, though? I wouldn't say so. I would... No, but I, I, no it can't be, like, complete, absolute clear-out. Well, mm. unless 
so many of them don't want to be there, as Stevie says, with Gio saying in his presser. So I would, the new, until January, he's going to find out a lot about these players because you've got very, very tough games to go to. You've got Easter Road to go to. Really you've got Petodre, you've got Parkhead, you've got tough games, you've got the, the Europa to negotiate as well, maybe. So I think... Even if some of these players say he still wants to be there, some of them might not be there. Come, you know what I mean? Gio might look and go, "You're not good enough. You're not. You're not doing it." Like Stevie says, I think a lot of them's got lazy. Goldson's comments after it, saying the hunger's gone. I mean, then you look at Morelos as well. Who, in my opinion, Morelos hasn't really kicked his ass for. I can't really remember. He just doesn't look interested. There's too many players walking about either feeling sorry for themselves or just can't be asked. Yeah, I would say one thing um, on that. I was I was going to say. In, in terms of obviously we'll come to Hibs and, and, and what kind of happens next but on the whole kind of Van Bronckhurst thing he did state that everybody starts with a clean slate that's everybody in the squad mm-hmm. um, and I think that that can be a benefit and a positive to, to everyone nobody's out the door but mm-hmm. if, if anybody wants to be out the door and I do think I, I firmly believe that there's three or four of them that their heads have been turned and they might want to leave I don't have an issue with that I don't have a problem with that. If they've maybe been promised a transfer or it didn't come about and they're maybe wanting to move, then no problem. But I said something, Stephen, which you mentioned as well, that I think is very... I think it can work in our favour as much as it might not work in our favour because they're so tough games. If Giovanni Van Bronckhurst had a fixture list that was fairly straightforward, uh, home games, games we'd expected to win, I'm not going to name teams, I think that's disrespectful, but mm-hmm. we just say games that we think we're, we're expected to win. He's not learning anything from these games. Yeah, Games like yesterday, games like Livy away, games like Hibs away next week, the European fixture, he will learn exactly where this squad is, yep. exactly where who's with him and who's not with him, and yeah, he'll he learn very quickly who's going to get on board and who's not. So the, the beauty of it is that the games come... You know, thick and fast. I think it's you know basically every three days for the next six weeks or so. Yeah, so yeah. Find out, you know, Stephen, very quickly who's with them, who's against them, and, and where he where he stands. And I also don't think, and I get the distinct impression that somebody like Gio, the things that he said today, how he carried himself, I, I certainly don't think he's going to be a mug for people that have maybe became too passive. And I think it's a it's a really good point because you just I'm looking down the fixture list just now. You know, it's Hibs away, well, Livingston away, Hibs away, Dundee at home, Leon away, Hearts away, St. Johnston at home, Dundee United at home, St. Mirren at home, Aberdeen away, and then the old firm. Jeez, it is a water on the fixtures that is. It, it is, but I, like we're saying, I think it's pro- it probably is a good fixture list to find out, like Stevie's saying, who's with me. Who's no way, because they are going to be games. You're going to so many games. You're going to roll your sleeves up right away, man. Like after I mean, you, you Europa game, Livingston away is a tough, a tough time. Every time you go there, I mean, coming in and back into Scottish football after mm-hmm. so many years out of it, you know, traveling the world, and then you've got Livingston away as your first game in management for Rangers. It is a tough, tough ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, Let's get into it then. We've, we've talked about the positive now. We've looked at the half, the pint. It's half full. It's looking good. Let's go to the half empty pint now. And I've got to come, first of all, come to Stephen Purden, who was at Raging yesterday. Stephen, where does the rage start? Uh, for me, I looked at the lineup and 
I don't know. Was it the right team? <sighs> well, no, because we get pumped well, free one, John. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> well, I'm just looking at it and I'm going, I don't, I don't, there's not a lot of pace in the team. I don't know what's, there's too much, so slow, man, so, so like, safe passing, playing out, knocking the ball about your own 18-yard line constantly, taking an eternity to move the ball forward. Hibs, I don't even think Hibs were great. I don't think no. Hibs had to be great. I think they definitely wanted it more. They took their chances, but that Rangers team yesterday, the way we performed, the way we just buckled, Goldson and Balligan, absolute, you could just fucking, a knife through butter, they took the back yesterday. Uh, I'm looking at Morelos up front. I've been saying it for weeks. I just, he's a shadow of, he doesn't look interested. I can't, I mean, I remember Morelos would always work the line so well. He would drag defenders out. He just looks so lazy now. I don't even like to use that word. Saying a Rangers player's lazy, but it just looks lazy. He just, he just doesn't want it. And then you've got Sakara on the bench. I'm, I've not seen enough of Sakara, but, it might have been a bit harsh. You could argue the KC could have started that game yesterday. Do you know what I mean? But no, I think for the back, McGregor for me as well, question marks with him at times you know, which I've not said a lot in my lifetime. Uh, McGregor, the two centre-halves, middle of the park, we never really got hoddy. Up front, nothing was sticking. There was no tempo, no urgency. It just it was, it was horrible. It was really horrible. Mm. Stevie, who would you pulled out that team? Looking at the starting eleven, so you got McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic, Arfield, Davis, Kamara, Aribo, Morelos, and Kent. Out of that starting eleven, who would you who would you, you have started with yesterday? Who would you have taken out of that? Uh, I think that Alfredo shouldn't have been anywhere near the team. Um, that's not a knee jerk thing. Yeah, I've got a lot to say about Alfredo. None of it's. None of it's particularly complimentary, but we'll get to that. I don't think I don't think there's one problem in this team. I think there's three or four. And it starts, unfortunately, like Stephen was saying, it starts in goals. Now, some stats to throw at you. Um, Rangers have faced 12 shots on target in the last five games. Nine of them have went in. We've conceded four um, goals from corners in the last five games and we've conceded first in the last six games in a row. That's horrible stats for any team, for a club of Rangers stature who are champions and, and going for titles, etc. It's really worrying. A couple of things about yesterday. Um, there's a, a, a serious disconnect for me between the goalkeeper and the centre-backs. He's not sure of them and they're not sure of him. He's not leaving his line, which is a sure sign of a goalie that's got no confidence. That hurts us. That first goal... Um, it takes a touch three yards out takes a touch mm-hmm. to control it and then smashes it into the roof of the net the goalie yep. by the time he hits it is sitting down these things shouldn't happen I'm not saying that Alan McGregor's a bad goalie but the question mark mm-hmm. and he's not the only one he's not the problem with this team he's, he's a symptom of many that at this moment he's not the best available option it doesn't Do you think Gorgon should be in start instead then Stevie? Yeah he should be at this moment in time for me he commands the area better. See, when you've got a, a centre-back pairing that isn't doing well. Now, Balogun, yeah. for me, is injured. I think Balogun's carrying a knot. He has been for a while. But Balogun is a right-sided striker playing on the left. We spoke about this yesterday as well. That second goal from Boyle, that run that that player made, Malmo scored doing it. Furuhashi went through with Celtic and, and McCrory saved really well. Um Mackay went through with Hearts at home. It's the same move every time because Balogun is not left-sided. 
So that it doesn't happen when Holander's there. And mm-hmm. yesterday, Balogun's got a real habit of trying to step up and nick the ball. And, and what happens? The second goal. Second goal. So he, he steps up. Goldson's in caught in no man's land. Now, that's not on Goldson. Tavernier needs to keep the line with his centre half, but follows the run. So there's a comedy of errors in both goals. The first one, Tav, I don't know what he's trying to do defensively. Kamara loses Boyle. McGregor's nowhere to be seen three yards out. McGregor's two steps off his line. That doesn't happen. And that's a symptom of me. I think we need a goalie at the moment who's able... I don't think the McLaughlin is as good as McGregor shot-stopping and everything else. But the question is, at the moment, who's a better option for this club? And for me, it's McLaughlin. He commands the area better. And I think... In a, in a situation where you're defence, we can't change the centre-halves because there's nobody else. So I think in that scenario, you've got to look at changing the goalkeeper. I also think the full-back positions are hugely up for grabs. The left-back position, when you asked about who shouldn't be playing, Bona Barisic needs to be so far out of that Rangers team at the moment. When we talk about attitude, we talk about application. This is a guy who is a Croatian first-choice left-back who bossed it last year, who suddenly looks like he's regressed two seasons back to him first arriving. He's no confidence. He's not making the runs. He's not producing the final delivery. Whereas I don't think that Bassi is his quality, but Bassi is enthusiastic. He drives with the ball. He gets forward. He's, he's doing things that Barisic isn't doing. So I think Bassi was really unlucky not to be selected yesterday. The rest of the defence, I don't have an issue with. I didn't have an issue with Alan McGregor starting. I'm not going to turn around and say that I did. But I think now, when you look at his performance and performances and mistakes he's making, I think we need to move on from him. The midfield was something Stephen, Stephen said it as well, and I think he's bang on. This team's very passive at the moment, side, 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 way back, side, side, side. And it's because when you go up front, in my opinion, nothing's happening. No. Which, and this is where people will either love or hate this opinion. But for me, Alfredo Morelos is the most important person in that team because that nine position in the way we play and at the moment he's not doing it. This is a guy that ragdolled defences all over Europe, Pepe and Porto and stuff like that 18 months ago. Yeah. The regression um, has been incredible. He, for me, doesn't carry the can because he's not the only one, but me, he, for me, is nowhere near this Rangers team in the next few weeks, no matter who we're playing, because that performance on Sunday, give you one example, 10 minutes Joe Rebo played him in and instead of backing himself to take it on and use his pace, and remember he used to have that burst of pace and he would thunder the shots in. When was the last time you've seen that? And that to me, when you talk about, Stephen, when, when people talk about application and and, and Connor Goldson makes those statements, you look at that team, Alfredo's the name that jumps out. I'm sorry uh-huh. to say it if it's unpopular, but he is so far away from being interested for me that it's really not good. No, I agree, mate. I agree 100%. And it's like, I remember the last couple of seasons, obviously the season before last was when Morelos was playing probably the football of his life. He's never going to reach that level again. And in hindsight, that's when we should have maybe cashed in on him. But that's gone. We can't do anything about it now. He can do something about it. But I can't remember the last time he's peeled off a defender, got the ball, took somebody on, got his shots away where he used to be. He used to be very... Like, he used to peel off, come out a wee bit wide, cut and hit a shot... That's all gone now. It's gone in yesterday. That's a game like you cast your mind back to a few seasons back when Aberdeen had McKenna. He would thrive on getting involved with him and thrive on getting a battle. And I could bet your bottom dollar, most defenders would come out of a game 
and go, I don't want to play against that wee guy again. But no, that's just not there. It's not there. And you're right, he is probably the most important player because the dynamic of our team, the way he plays, if he's holding the ball up well, he's bringing players into him. He's bringing, he's bringing defenders out. He's opening space for Aribo. He's opening space for Haji, for Kent. But he's just, he just the bottom line for me is he just doesn't look interested. John, sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm hogging this, but just to make another point on the whole Alfredo thing, people have said to me that they think that, that Kamara needs to be taken out of the team or they think that Davis is the issue and things like that. I don't. And if you watch this game again yesterday, watch the amount of times James Tavernier went down the right and he looked up to have an option and Alfredo's not coming short. He's not holding it up. There's nothing in front of him to hit. Ryan Kent gets the ball. Ryan Kent was so good a couple of weeks ago against Ross County and bare mm. enough, Fair enough, it's Ross County at home, but Sakala was nine, which meant that Sakala was running, Sakala was pressing, Sakala was dragging everybody. So Kent thrived off that. Kent yesterday had absolutely nothing in front of him to hit. Joe Rebo, I thought, did all right on the right-hand side, but he's not a right-winger, so there's an imbalance. And the big man up front, the number nine, has to be the one that dominates. He has to be the one that plays on the line, drags everything about, and he's just not doing it. Even last year, when he slightly changed his game, he was still doing... You know, he was still linking up. He was still bringing something to our team. That side of it's gone as well. And when when we talk about other players that aren't performing and things, they all need, it's like a wee jigsaw, they all need to be in the right place for it to succeed. Glenn Kamara going through on the left-hand side, looking for options and having absolutely nothing in front of him, must then turn back and play safe. And that's why we get this knocking it side to side because there's nothing in front of him. It's not a blame culture on Alfredo. It's not everything his fault. But I think his lethargy is symptomatic of what's happened to this squad at the moment. They're not... And, and when you talk about them not being hungry, hungry I can understand Conor Goldson saying that because that's how it looks to us. Hmm. Um, the Rangers midfield, we, we've talked about it a lot on, on this podcast. Um, it's a bit of a conundrum. Um can you play Davis and Kamara in the same midfield? It's the big question I think a lot of Rangers supporters have asked. Or it just like you've guys alluded to, it's the sideways, it's the knocking about. I mean, Steve, you're saying there's no options there when they're looking forward, but I mean, they're two players that are, they play, the, for me, they play the same position. Can they both play in the same midfield? Or do you need someone like a Lundstrom in there with Kamara or Lundstrom in there with Davis? I think I think last season we've seen enough to say they can play together. I mean, I think good players... But do you need them? Do you need them? Do you need those two? You maybe don't need the... T- Me and my mates sit and talk about this quite a lot. I think Rangers a lot of the time, they don't need two sitting there. They don't need no. two. But I, think, I think there is Mary Kamara's game where he can go for... You've seen it a couple of weeks ago. He got a goal a couple of weeks ago. I think it was at Fur Park. He scored against Motherwell. And you're looking at it, he's got it in his locker and he has a he's a he's a classy, classy player, and he is a very, very good player. But again, you're looking at it with Stevie saying and he goes forward, Kamara. If he is driving forward, he's not the type that's going to fucking beat about three or four players, do you know what I mean? But you do need to have something in front of you, and it's no coincidence the team did look more fluid when Morelos wasn't in the team against Ross County. Do you know what I mean? Where you're looking at the front three where there was a better dynamic there than the midfield. They start looking better. I think Bacuna played that game as well, Steve. Am I right? Yeah, he did, yeah. Aye, so I, I think both of them can play together, Kamara and Davis, but I get the argument where you go, you don't need to have two sitting, do you know what I mean? I think, see, on that point, I think that any of them can play together. I don't think it matters if it's Lundstrom, Davis, Jack, Jack. Davis. 
the important thing is who comes next. So the way that Giovanni plays it is that he plays with like four, two, three, one. So it's going to be two centrally. The nice. next one, almost in a diamond, like it's the number 10. If you've got them two there and the next one up is a Rebo or the next one is Hadji, who I think it should be in that position, I think it offers them because immediately you get it, you pop it off. You can play, you've got more options in front of you. Mm-hmm. At the moment when they get it and they're looking up, there's nobody there. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the issue I think that they've got. So I don't think it's a matter of they can't play together. I think that Kamara and Davis are, are good enough to do it. And especially if you if you say to Davis or you say to Lundstrom or whatever, you sit, Kamara can then go forward and, and mm-hmm. try and link and, and maybe be the link between the midfield and that 10 and things like that. I think he can play and I think they're proving it. But I think at the moment, it's too static and it's too passive for them to coexist, which is something that Giovanni is going to need to sort immediately. Yeah, I said this to my mates yesterday. We were talking because I was looking different, the usual, looking at so many different things on Twitter and whatever with uh, Van Bronckhorst's team at Feyenoord. And that, for me, what you just said there, Stevie, that's what I said to my mates yesterday. Like, if you're going to play that system, it excites me because then I think we could maybe start seeing the best of Haji. Because I think Haji could become a very... I think, John, I don't know if you remember, way back at the start of the season, I said I would like to see Haji in a more central role, that kind of number yeah. 10 role. Because when he... People... I hear people I what's going, he's too slow, he's too slow where he's playing. I'm going, mate, see if he'd already pace in the world, he wouldn't be at Rangers, right? See where he is now, but see, he's still, for me, a bit out of position. Do you know what I mean? I think... If you play him as a number 10 and you've got somebody like Kamara and Davis behind him and then he's got other options in front of him, I think you could then see the best of Haji. I still don't think we've seen the best of Haji in a Rangers jersey. Yeah. I would just say, I would just say on that, sorry, John. I, I, honestly, I'm rabbiting on. This is what happens. What is that? Listen, well, I'm happy for you to do it. Um, Thanks, to to keep talking, mate. Keep talking, it's fine. <laughs> what I was going to say is just a quick point on what um, Yanis Hadji, I think, does something that, that not a lot of other play- Rangers players can do. I think Kamar Roof does it very well as well. He plays in between the lines. So he finds that space in between a deep midfielder and a defence. And I just think, like Stephen says, he, he doesn't have that pace. So don't put him out wide because he can't beat people on a pace, but he can beat them with passing, vision and intelligence. And now I also think that the 10 position is where Joe Rebo should play as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, there will be games where he could maybe sit deeper with uh, Kamara or Davis, etc. But in, in these games where we are going maybe Livy away, Hibs away, etc., it's either for me, Hadji, or Aribo in that position behind mm-hmm. the front man. So, I agree. Aye. Um, I think I, I completely agree with Stephen. I think Hadji's an incredible talent. And also as well, if we want to be thinking about player trading and things, which we spoke about quite a bit, we need to start playing these guys that are capable of player trading etc because Hadji for me is only going to be better when you play him he's only going to get more interest he's only going to skyrocket etc that doesn't mean he should play every game I'm not saying that we should play him just because of that but it's an added incentive for me to try and bring him on and try and kick him on etc and I really believe what Stephen says is right I'd love to see Hadji playing with a proper front man proper wingers Number ten, free free roll, perhaps Stephen. Like he can go and do what he wants, go and get on the ball. Yeah. And he and I think the thing with him is as well, he's got an enthusiasm as well, and he mm-hmm. really wants it. He wants to be playing football for Rangers. So yeah, I think the time now to unleash Hadji, definitely, and I think that's something that Gio could get as well. I I think Gio would look at Hadji. Sorry, John. I think Gio would look at Hadji and go right. I'm gonna 
I'm going to give him a shot of playing in that kind of role where I think I think he would flourish in that role. I do, I really do. Do you think having someone like a Sakal up front who offers a bit more movement up front and like trying that combination of Haji in the 10 and Sakala in the 9, do you think that would maybe be something that Gio maybe look for if he's looking for that? Kind of... Definitely. If you look at yesterday's performance, I think, like Stevie said five minutes ago, I wouldn't have been able to say anywhere near the start of the new. So I think it's something Gio, even though even yesterday, I think if you're looking at the last few weeks, we like your number nine position. For me, I would begin Sakala a chance and maybe Hadji Bingham. Plus, another one, another player I really like as well as Roof, but he's another one. I don't know what the situation with him is. I think he picked up an injury away with Jamaica, whatever. But so, if he, how long is it going to take him to get back to fitness? You don't know. Yeah. Let's get into the goals then. Um, <laughs> the, the the first one, I mean, you, you've sort of said it, Stevie. Do you think McGregor should be coming and taking that? The catalogue of errors for me, so it's not just on one person. But yeah, um, I think that McGregor needs to come and get the cross. I think that um, Tavernier does. <laughs> don't worry, my kids have been out as well, Stevie. I'm Stevie every week as well, yeah. Stevie. Don't worry. Don't well, worry honestly, mate. normally the wee fella go, comes in and goes, Dad, I need a poo. So he's not done that <laughs> this week. So. But... Um, I was going to say before that, I think that there's a catalogue errors in it. I'm not sure what Tav does. He kind of chests it. Kamara's caught daydreaming. Boyle nips behind him. But my issue is that when Boyle takes that touch, he's three yards out. Any goalkeeper worth his salt should be commanding that six-yard box. I just think that... I know that Alan McGregor's never been that type. But last season, Alan McGregor was aggressive. He was shouting. He was balling. He was really up for it don't see the same intensity from Alan McGregor this year. And I think he maybe maybe is concerned about his own form, which means that maybe he should come out as well. But this isn't, I think what's really important, and, and Stephen will say the same thing, is this isn't a blame culture podcast where we just get on people's back and blame and blame. We're supporters, so it's only really like what I'm seeing and, and kind of things. Somebody might come on and say, no, I don't agree with that. I, I think it's more somebody else. And that's absolutely, you know what I mean? But I just... For me, yeah, there's a catalogue of errors which starts with Tavernier in the middle is Kamara and the goalkeeper uh, needs to go. Uh, I mean, from a neutral's perspective, I mean, it just didn't look that Rangers didn't attack that corner. The keeper didn't attack it, the defenders didn't attack it, and that's what led to, to Hibbs getting in for that first goal. Manelos has a chance then shortly after that, um, very similar to the Hibbs second goal, actually. Well, that's what I was going to say, right? You see that for Manelos. Morelos a couple of years ago, he's busting the net with that or he's really making the keeper work. He's, he hits it right at the keeper and then Boyle, it's a kind of, it's a mirror image. Of yeah, the the and you're going, you, I, when he ran through, I'm in, I'm in line with the 18 when he's coming through and I said to my mate, I said, he's going to bury this. He's going to bury it. You just knew it. And you look at what, what Stevie was saying earlier, Balogun stepping up, no quick enough. Just missing it. Get I think was it Nisbet go to touch it away from him and then boils away and it's just yeah. I don't. It's just it's a good. To be fair, I'm going to give Boyle credit. It's a good finish. But Morelos has got to be try to do that. Well, obviously try to do that, but he's got to do better at the other end. Yeah. Any complaints about the penalty? I've not seen it in real in TV again. I just seen it when I was at the game. I didn't bring myself to watch any highlights, so I've only I can only comment what I seen at the game. At the game, I thought it was a penalty. Stevie. Uh, no, I would have given it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, 
No complete. I think he does well, Boyle. He, he anticipates it, gets yeah. his body in. Yeah. But Davis is a is a mix of frustration and, and just pure clumsiness from him as well. Um, now it's a penalty. No problem with it. On a bright note, I thought I thought Scott Arfield looked quite bright yesterday. He seemed like the only threat going forward for Rangers. I mean, and obviously he, he got the goal in there as well from a terrible queens from Porteous. But um, I thought he looked like a bright spark. But then you look at the substitutions that were made yesterday, and this has been a big talking point. I mean, it, it, you know, Arfield gets subbed off in the 69th minute. Um, then come out, then you can understand that Ebo substituted off for Jack. And it's just like, it seemed to, I don't know, it, it didn't seem like the right changes to it me. It was baffling, John. It was baffling. It was really baffling. And it sets my alarm bells ringing if that's the guy that's running the B team as well. I'm not here to take a pop at the guy. He's flung in. It's a tough job he's got. But I'm a fan. I've not got any qualifications or any experience in the game. But I'm sitting there going, that's rang. And about another 30,000 are saying it's rang as well. Do you know what I mean? You're going, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't understand the subs. It was really baffling. And I, I don't, that's the only word I can use to describe it. He's seen something that I'm not seeing. I don't know about you, Stevie. I said yesterday online, um, need to watch your P's and Q's online, and baffling was the word I used. Um, I'll give you something that went through my head, um, and this, I obviously don't know whether or not it's true. It looked like the kind of substitutions that somebody makes when they're trying to do something so different to make a name for themselves. They weren't the most obvious ones. They weren't the ones that needed. And you can tell, see, when you take Kent off after 60 minutes and gets booed, you take Aribo off and gets booed, it tells you everything you need to know yeah, about, yeah. about the, the choices. And as Stephen says, we're not, like, you know, I can sit here and, and give you my opinion all day. We're not qualified coaches. We don't have stats and all that in front of you. Um, you know, I don't go and look on my scout like people do and see what people mm-hmm. run and all that kind of stuff. But, Scott Arfield did look one of the brighter ones because he tries, because his application and his attitude is good. And that makes you wonder about other people in the team. Because when Rangers don't win and when your team doesn't win, no matter who you support, you look for answers. You look for, is something going on? Is there, is there things going on in the dressing room and stuff? You don't expect it then to be confirmed. And that's, the, that's the, the, kind of the worrying thing. And I'm not saying that Scott Arfield wasn't good yesterday, but I think because he... Is given his all, it just makes what he's doing look more obvious because others are. Yeah, I definitely mean I give it up. Kent had a poor game yesterday. We've been bigging up uh, the last couple of weeks on this podcast, saying he looks like he's returned to that form that he had start of of his Rangers career, and then it's like he did, I didn't have a great game at all yesterday. I think I don't. He did me right, but kind of what Stevie was saying earlier as well. I think. He can't do it all himself. Right? See, when he's got the ball, Kent, I know it, it looks like he's having a poor game because if he tries something, it doesn't come off. As a winger, that kind of player, you need to keep trying things. They don't come off. It's not going to happen. But see, when he's got somebody like Morelos, wear him to try and hit. And it's, again, I don't want a pure gang called pure get on Morelos' back, but he didn't get a lot of help, Kent, yesterday. And still... Looking at it, he's still one of the players. You've seen it against Ross County. He's one of the only players that will have a shot foot outside the box at times. Do you know what I mean? So he didn't have a great game, John. I agree with that. But I think he wasn't helped, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, 
well, I don't know there's much else you can say about the game. I mean, nah, there's no. <laughs> let's get into Goldson then after the game. Um, I mean, this is what's kind of lit up uh, social media today. Uh, and there's some some real. I'm going to read you out the full thing that, that Goldson said because there's things I'd like to pick it for you guys to pick out of this. The first two goals are from a corner. People are in the wrong position, which we've worked on yesterday. The second's from a throw-in, and people are in the wrong position. If players don't want to follow instructions, then we can't blame coaches because they gave us information to do our job, and players don't want to take that on board. We can be in there at halftime and say, believe in ourselves, blah, 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 but the game is over at 3-1 down at halftime. We know that the new manager was there today, and you'd hope... Uh, they'd want to impress, but after that performance, we need a change. Uh, we need a spark, I feel like, and I don't want to say this, we have lost a bit of hunger. I mean, they're, like you, we've, we saw it said beforehand, very comments that should probably stay in the dressing room. What did you make of those when you read them? The fourth season, right, and he's, he's got one trophy, one one medal, and he's saying the hunger, right? That, obviously, like everybody else blows my mind, right? If there's people in that dressing room that are hungry, then you go right away, right, just go. And then, I was actually, when you listen to it when I get in, it's almost as if he forgot at halftime, it was 3-1, because he kept going about 3-0, 3-0, and you're going, right, we've been in there 3-1 down, right, he ends up saying 3-1, but you're going, it's two goals. Can you imagine Richard Goff or John Brown back in the day going in at halftime, a two-goal deficit, and just gone, the game's done? Right, that's that to me is like you seen what happened against Braga, Stevie. Do you know what I mean? And that's a as everybody's pointed out so much on social media. That's such a a better team than Hibs. So if a Rangers team goes in three one down, and we don't believe that we can get back in it, well, they've got a major, we've got a major problem there. Yeah, these are comments that should never, ever, ever be said on a on a on a live kind of interview with anyone. You may think them. It may very well need to be said behind closed doors, but I don't see any of the players being happy with him or happy with those comments. He's You've got to remember the stat. He's captain of the club. He's vice-captain of the club, and he's sitting going, I know, looking around that dressing room at halftime at 3-1 down, we're, we're finished and the game's over. That's hugely unacceptable. Before we even get to the bit where he talks about the application and the hunger and desire and stuff like that, these are things, as a, this is a point, again, I'm repeating what I said earlier, these are things that we think that we try and come up with solutions of, of fans where, you know, we, we aren't playing well, so we look for a, an answer. So maybe there's something going on in the room. Maybe there's this, maybe there's that. He's just come out on national telly and proved that to be the case. Now, a new manager starts today, and instead of us going with him with questions and, and what's your immediate, you know, we're all asking him, what's he going to do about that? You know, and he's put him in a position where I don't think he needs to be in. He's put his teammates in a position where he's not going to be popular. I don't see him being popular at all because the first thing, if I'm in the trenches with somebody, the first thing I'm going to be doing is talking about me, mate. Aye, so that's going to happen now. And I think, I personally think Conor Goldson just signed his exit for me yesterday with that. Whether he meant it in the way that it came across, we're a very unforgiving support in terms of Rangers and, and our expectations and demands. I don't think there's much way back for him unless there's a an incredible improvement. And I can take it if that was Connor Goldson, treble winning captain and, and this and that and having seasons. After one season, he thinks he's Franco Barese and I'm sorry, he's not. He's had a very brilliant season last year. He, he was a rock that everything was built upon and I get that. But go and prove that you're not a one season wonder because at Rangers, you're only as good as your last pass. 
and yeah. he is not. Yeah. I'm sorry, and that those comments aren't helpful. They're not welcomed, and it just should never happen. I mean, it's, it's quite. I mean, damning. Obviously, if he's if there are players in that changing room that have lost hunger. I mean, that doesn't just happen in one game. That doesn't just suddenly happen. That happens over a couple of games. So it's, it, you know, maybe gives you a bit of an insight into what's going in into the in, in that dressing room. Definitely, because I I don't even think see that yesterday that could have happened quite easily if Gerard was still there. I think. I think yeah. the way your season's been gone. There's been games we've got your body getting out of jail. Do you know what I mean? Where you go, right, that could have been a lot worse. With Gerard there, that could have still happened. So I do think there has been... The dressing room is a bit fractured, I think, obviously. And I think Golden saying that, like Stevie says there, he's, it is, there's got to be players in there. And I, I fully hope after that game in that change room yesterday, there was major debates going on as soon as that came out that goes and said that because there better have been players in there that care about the badge and going, are you talking about me? Because there is going to be that if yeah. he says that. You, you, th- you can't imagine Scott Arfield, Alan McGregor. Well, mate, you see Scott Arfield's interview after it and you can tell he's hurting. I mean, I'm not saying Goldson isn't hurting, but he's, he kept, Scott Arfield kept saying, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. It's not good enough, right? But it's almost as if Goldson has gone, well, there's so many people in there that aren't they? They're not, they're not hungry. When I look at it sometimes, and the way Goldson's performing, I go, mate, you look like man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm interested to hear the fans react because obviously the problem is that Rangers, you still need Goldson because you're so short on centre halves. You, you do, mate, but you, play, you do play a dangerous game with somebody that hasn't signed a contract. And mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with the contract situation. There's something's happening there. You've maybe got to look at young boy King or something and just put them in or Simpson or something because I'm not going to want to play a player just for the sake of it. We're Rangers, we need to still have somebody else who can step in because if his heart's not in it, he's not hungry or whatever, then if I'm Van Bronckhorst, then I assume what Stevie's saying with his press the other day, he's not going to suffer fools gladly. So we are short at centre-half and it's unfortunate. Hollander's out and stuff and... but. I still, if it comes to it, I'm going to play him if it's, that's the way it is. I'll be interested to see how the Rangers support react to him, actually. Um, right then, okay, so missed out on another final. Um, hey, all right. right. Sorry, Stephen, sorry, sorry. What does Van Bronckhurst need to come in and do? What, like, day one in the job is pretty much starts, his first day in the job is pretty much tomorrow. What does he need to go in to that team and do? How does he... Who does he change? What? Who does he need to bring in? What needs to happen? On you go, Stevie. I'll let you take this one, mate. <laughs> um, I think first and foremost, what he said is correct. He needs to have a very full and frank discussion with them where it's all put out on the floor, every single thing. They have their say and they listen to what he's got to say. And it's either you are with him or you're not. I've got no issues, and I mean this wholeheartedly. It doesn't matter who it is if players say I would like to move on. That's absolutely fine. But as soon as that's indicated, they've not got a future at Rangers and they don't play. We need everybody to be in it. We need everybody to be prepared to roll up their socks. And what he immediately needs to do, he'll have his own ideas. And everybody listening and watching this will think that, you know, they'll say ABC should come out and they should come in. And that's absolutely fine. I get that. That's up for debate. The first thing he needs to do is make us difficult again. Stop conceding soft goals 
sort out that defence. And I don't think there's much options, but maybe he could put somebody in front of it. Maybe he could change the goalkeeper. Whatever he's going to do, he'll know how to, to tighten that up. I think that's job one. And I think if we can do that very quickly, then Rangers will become will start getting victories because we'll always we're not a bad team. We don't have bad players. It's not like we're in a rut or it's not like we aren't top of the league, etc. We need to remember that. But what he's very quickly do, got to do is just toughen us up so that when we do start scoring goals again, which will come because I firmly believe that like Sakala, Kent, etc., as they proved with 10 goals in two games, will provide chances and will score goals. But we cannot keep allowing teams to take the lead. We cannot keep being soft-centred as we are. Job one for Van Bronckhurst after he meets with the squad is sorting that out. Yeah. When you look back at last season, we were hardly even conceding shots on target. Do you, want, do, you want me, do you want me to give you a, a terrible yeah. stat here? Yeah. I want to give you. I want to give it. Obviously, thirteen goals in the last league campaign. Twenty-three percent of that figure in the first twenty-nine minutes yesterday at Hamden. Well, why are you laughing? Sorry, I'm just. That's just a scary statistic. Maybe, sorry about him. <laughs> um, so yeah, day one tomorrow. I guess it starts. Let's look back then. Can you pick me out a Rangers daft rated player? Let's start off with that one. That's probably a hard question. Rangers daft? Oh, God, man. Uh, who, who's, who's the best? Scott Arfield. Stevie? Uh, I'll go for Joe Rebo. If uh, Stevens picked Arfield, which I think's spot on as well, Joe Rebo was the other best performer yesterday. Yeah. And, then, and then the rest of them. Um, right, who's, who's, right uh, who's the dafty then? And they lost. Morelos. But mate, I don't know how many awards he's won this year on this show. He's just about won, I think, the last three weeks. Oh. Morelos has won. Out of 10, I would give his performance on Sunday zero. So, Morelos for you as well, Stevie? Yeah. That's brilliantly struck by David Cooper. What's next for uh, Van Bronckhurst's first game? It is a tasty, uh, well, Sparta coming to Ibrox on Thursday. Um, can you remember the last game against Sparta and who scored the goal? Or two goals. He got two. There's a the last game he played Sparta at Ibrox. He scored two Stuart goals McCall. against them. Stuart McCall, Stevie nailed it. 1991. Boy, you were too young for that, Stephen. But that was uh, that was Stuart McCall got a double against Sparta back then. Um, they got pumped four 0 at the weekend, right enough. So that they've got their problems, they know, haven't they, with injuries and stuff? Yeah, it's um, they're fourth in the league at the moment. Um, they've been an okay form. I think they've got three wins in the last five. Uh, but yeah, they're lying fourth in the league at the moment. Um, the, the big question is, I mean, it's a conundrum. Do you really want to progress in Europe? Do you really want to be playing on a Thursday night? Or would you rather have Celtic be playing on a Thursday night and you guys can focus on the league? I think you always need to be sensible and go, yes, we would yeah. like to, because the club still needs the income. Yeah. Every other club. I mean, there's good money. The, the thing is, the money's all right. I, you're, I mean, you look at the you're going to make more money staying in Europe than you are winning the League Cup, do you know what I mean? Aye, the, the priority for me, as I've said all along, is the league, because the prize at the end of this season potentially is colossal to the club, but European football, we still need to be, you still need money coming in, you need revenue coming out of the club. Yeah, um, so what do you think the chances are then on Thursday of progressing into that next round? I don't know. 
don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's got. I mean, three days is not a long time to to work with a team um, and get get your ideas in place. What changes would you like to see happen on for Thursday's game? Then I'd like Hollander back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do you know something that's that much I missed. Don't you? Like you look at everything, like we're talking about a second ago. Like you look at the comments for Goldson. You don't want Van Bronckhorst having to come in and deal with these kind of problems. So the club, I don't, I don't know. There's so many changes. Like Stevie was saying, I'd maybe take McGregor out. Take, don't know if it's maybe a confidence thing or just age catching up. McGregor, I don't know. Take him out. Put McLaughlin in. I thought Jack looked quite sharp when he came on yesterday. I thought he made a few good forward part. I don't know. You maybe see Jack. I don't know. Davis can how much can you keep relying on Stephen Davis playing all the time as well? Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, man. There's so many changes that could be made. What do you think, Stevie? Yeah, five changes for me. Uh, McGregor comes out, Barisic comes out. Um, I think that Joe Rebo comes out, and I think that Morelos comes out. Um, and then there's there's one in midfield, um, and it's 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 not Kamara for me. So. I think probably Davis drops out as well. I'd like to see the formation change. If we're going to go 4-2-3-1, I think that suits us. Um, I'd like to see Wright come in on the right-hand side. I'd like to see Sakala start. I'd like to see Hadji start. So these are things that I think would really brighten us up. I think it would galvanise the crowd. And I think that we would go and have a wee go. Um, Calvin Bassey at left-back, John McLaughlin and Nets. I think, although people have said, I think James Tavernier stays in. I know Tavernier had a bad game. I know he did, um, and I appreciate that. But Tavernier has a bad game, then has three good ones, then has a bad game. Mm-hmm. He done that last season, and he, the only reason we didn't notice last season was because everybody else would carry him through those bad games. I'm not in a position to draw James Tavernier, but long term we do need a do need to get Nathan Patterson in that team. So whatever he does, whoever he brings in, and, and what shape he, he goes for. Um, he can he can do it, but I'd like to see a, a four two three one, um, and I'd like to see those boys coming in pace, uh, a wee bit of direction up front. If you go, Ken Haji, right with Sakala up front, I genuinely think will hurt teams. Um, but we'll see what Gio does. Yeah. So predictions four 0 Rangers. One out Rangers. Anyone, <laughs> and it'll be three one because we'll be two 0 up and cruising, and we'll let in a, a terrible goal, and then we'll all be panicking. So yeah, usual yeah. Ranger stuff. You <laughs> one. Right then, after a uh, Sparta at Ibrox, it's on to Livingston, Amonvale on Sunday. Tough first game for Gio. Uh, I mean. Out of the 24 league games you've had against them, you've drawn eight, um, and uh, oh, sorry, you've you've won 24, drawn eight, uh, lost three to Livingston. Two wins and a draw last season. I mean... It's a game that we were saying earlier, man. It, it might be a good thing for Gio, these hard games, because you're going to learn a lot about the team, and it's what he probably needs. So uh, it's never easy playing Livingston away. No. Never easy, but... A game we need to win, we need to go, we need to win, roll the sleeves up, get in a bit of and hopefully it's off the back of a very, very big win on Thursday. Uh, Martin Dale, 
obviously friend of the show love friend of the show friend of the show we should add that <laughs> and, uh, as always uh, set up that low block how do Rangers get around that I mean Celtic obviously struggled against that at Celtic Park how do Rangers get around it Took your words out of my mouth first, I was going to say Hadji. Hadji and Kent. Yep. Yep. On either wing. With Scal up front. Well, Hadji in the the 10 role, man. Hadji just sitting there, just just orchestrating it, just pulling the strings with Wright and Kent either side of Sakara. Right. Oh, attacking. Attacking. That's what you got. Well, I guess to get past, that's what you need to do. So, yeah, what do you think about this one, boys? What's predictions for this one? Two 0 Yeah, I'd be inclined to say it'll be close. It'll be really difficult. Two nil, two one. But I do fancy Rangers to win both games on Thursday and Sunday. So, um, although we might think it's a crisis at the moment, it's very quickly, you know, a couple of wins and we'll be off and running again. So, I'll back the team to. To respond accordingly, and hopefully get that the rub of the new manager. I'm buzzing now. (laughs) (laughs) Jury, oh Ladrup has sprung clear. Brian Ladrup past Marshall, and Rangers fail. They've got one foot in the final. So uh, that's it for Rangers staff for this week. Stevie, thank you so much for uh, coming on and joining us because you know you've given us more analysis than great whatever would. Yeah, no, it's been a listen. It's been a pleasure. You boys have uh, invited me on several times, and I've always meant to do it, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. So hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because don't be a stranger, Stevie boy. You, you run ring run rings round the audience. That's for sure, Stevie. Uh, but listen, if you want to be on as a, a pundit yourself, why why not sign up to our Patreon? You can do that patreon.com forward slash football. That will get you on as a pundit. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll be back with Chris on the headline show this Friday. And um, big question uh, this week. We're, we're, we'll ask you this, Stevie. This was our big question, which we took on from last week. Who in the from the current crop of Scotland players would make it into that France World Cup '98 side? Billy Gilmore, my wee cousin. Absolutely, <laughs> best player in the world. Best player. Yeah. So there you go, Billy Gilmore for you. Who comes out then? You remember the squad? There's a dad sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've asked that the big question. Swanky moment of the week. Uh, I, I think uh, currently the, the Celtic AGM may be running away with that at, at the moment. Uh, it was it was close. I'm just double-checking the results as it is. You can still vote on that if you go onto our Twitter. Uh, the current results are, yes, 41% Celtics AGM. Uh, and 30% to demoralising the Danes Douglas Parks uh, WSPL uh, is 25% and footy daft in Parliament 4% at the moment so uh, get voting the voting still open for another couple of days on that and we'll find out the results on Football Daft this Friday uh, thanks very much as ever Stephen away back to panel rehearsals oh yes, yes you will. oh yes I am alright alright boys I'll see you alright Stevie boys thank you very much until next time We are the people. Audio Frontier.